So it's almost Easter. Mm-hmm. Nearly ready to overdose on chocolate. Um, my favourite Easter egg is the Daryl Lee Nougat egg. Do you, it's the one that you um, used to be able to buy at newsagents. I think you can buy it at supermarkets now. And traditionally it had a fluffy chicken wearing a sun hat on top of the egg. Oh, uh, yeah. And the foil was either blue or pink. Yeah. Um, then more recently they took the sun hat off the fluffy Whoa. chicken. So they just had the... Fluffy chicken with... Still high, high UV <laughs> levels around Easter time, guys. Come on. I Give know. Give chicken some protection. And it had like scary eyes because the like beads for the eyes were a bit bigger. But, you know, that's okay. I, I lived through that. Yeah. And then last year they freaking removed the chicken entirely. <laughs> well, Darryl, just had a box. <laughs> Daryl Lee's hit hard times. Like it's, I know. Doesn't I, really... I'm, I know. When I heard that, I was like, fuck, they're not going to make the new guy. So I am grateful that they've cut costs by not including the fluffy chicken. <laughs> All right. And are still making the egg. The eggs around though, you've seen the, them this year. Um, I haven't seen them in stores, but I have faith that my mum would have told me by now if she can't get them. Okay. Because they mean a lot to me, and she knows that. Do you, you mean the Easter bunny, right? I um, we've got we've got some young listeners. <laughs> no, no, here. no. My mum and dad always gave me the um, oh. new grow egg, separate okay. from the Easter bunny. It's okay. too. It's a bit high class for yep, the Easter bunny. Sure. Anyway. I don't just love the chocolate because of the fluffy chicken that comes in it. There's an added bonus. It's 150 grams of solid nougat inside chocolate and it even has a yellow bit inside the nougat, which um, up until I wrote these notes, I didn't realise that that makes even more sense than why the chicken was sitting on top of it because it's an egg. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Even though it's not... Actually, uh, anyway, it's not. So it's like a yolk. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a yolk. Yeah, in the nougat. But it would have made sense even if it. I know, but like it's an extra layer of. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I like Cadbury cream eggs, because they've got you know uh, they're anatomic anatomically kind of biologically correct. Yeah. They're white and yellow inside, and brown on the outside. <laughs> And made of chocolate. <laughs> and that's the best thing about fondant, Easter eggs. Yeah. They look like eggs. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, today we're talking about chocolate. So let's talk about it. All right. So I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that my favorite books as a kid were The Faraway Tree and The Wishing Chair. Mm-hmm. They went to different worlds um, in those books. And my favorite worlds were the ones that were the food worlds. And I had the illustrated version of the book and there were pictures of like trees with jelly on them and um, taps with like chocolate pouring out of them and it was really magical and like the best place I could possibly imagine. Mm. So then when I finally saw Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, it was like an Enid Blyton world in real life. You know that scene where they walk into the Chocolate Factory yeah. and there's like Chocolate River and yeah. gummy oh, bears, it. islands and big lollipops and they hit the trees and lollies come off it. I know it. So good. I know it. Well, the coolest part was the Chocolate River and the little gummy bear islands. And the main drama in this scene was Augustus Gloop falling in the Chocolate River. So here's the scene, if you don't remember. Don't make me. Mm, This stuff is terrific. Grandpa, look at Augustus. Don't worry, he can't drink it all. Augustus, sweetheart, save some room for later. (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, Augustus, please, don't do that. My chocolate must never be touched by human hands. Please, don't do that. Don't do that. You're contaminating my entire river. Please, I beg you, Augustus. (laughs) My chocolate! 
So yeah, Augustus falls in the chocolate river and yeah. then gets sucked up the big suction thing. Yep. So looking back, I wanted to find out how they actually filmed that scene. Was it an actual chocolate river? No, it looks nothing like chocolate. Um. Okay, well, I th- it looks more like chocolate milk, but it definitely looks chocolatey. It's so watery. I yeah. always thought it looked it was way too watery. I wanted definitely, but I mean, you can dilute chocolate, so it's like still chocolate, but it has the ability for you to swim in it. So I looked up whether it was real chocolate, mm-hmm. and actually, IMDb had some really great information about the river. So the Wonkatania, which was, I think, the boat was on a track in the Chocolate River, but the actor playing the Oompa Loompa at the helm of the boat thought he was actually steering it, like for real. <laughs> so the director didn't tell him the truth and he actually thought he was. That's Fact inc- two. That seems cruel, but go on. <laughs> a number of objects and plants in the Chocolate Room really were edible, including the giant lollipops. Yeah, nice. Fact three. The filmmakers had to change the formula for the Chocolate River because originally the concoction they were using turned blood red. Now that's not chocolatey. Fact four, the Chocolate River was made from 150,000 gallons of water, real chocolate and cream. And because of the cream, it began to spoil and by the end of filming smelled terrible. I feel bad for that Augustus kid. Yeah. Did the actor, did he live? Um, <laughs> he did live. Else? He did live. I did a little bit more research and I found a video interview from 2015 with the Augustus Gloop. Okay. Um, the actor's name's Michael Bolner. And this is a video interview with like the original cast from um, the show, from the movie, but this is recorded in 2015 on the Today Show in America. Was the river really chocolatey? No, I'm sorry, it was water. It was water. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. Apparently, he said it was water. And I don't know who to believe now. So... What, the poor kid who got pushed into it? Yeah. I mean, I think what he means is that it was chocolate at a watery consistency. (laughs) Because I don't think everybody else would be wrong. I think that maybe they just didn't tell him. They didn't tell the Oompa Loompa that he wasn't actually driving the boat. Maybe they didn't tell Augustus that it was actually chocolate. Let me believe. I think you should just take the fact that there was some real actual candy in in the Willy Wonka world and just walk away, Em. (laughs) Just walk away. No. Let me believe. Okay, we're only like one fact in, but I'm already getting the fact that you seem to like chocolate. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, don't mind it. Uh, how would you feel if I told you to stock up before it runs out? Um, shit, really? Well, this is a story that's a couple of years old and there hasn't been a lot of updates since then. But <laughs> the fact is, in the West, we consume 286 chocolate bars per year. Each? Yeah. Uh, and That's a lot. more if you're in Belgium, they eat more chocolate than anyone else. Uh, and that it takes 10 cacao plants to provide the cacao to create the chocolate for 286 chocolate bars. Cacao plants are hard to grow. They get less productive as they age as well. Um, the, it's grown in, um, in countries that are, I guess, historically politically unstable, like the Ivory Coast. Um, Things like Ebola affected it because there was Ebola in the Ivory Coast as well. There's a shortage of labour. There's fewer people wanting to go into uh, 
cacao growing because the the um, market is is so uh, inconsistent. So they're going into things like rubber production instead. And add to that, there's a billion more chocolate eaters in the world since 1990, including growing demand from the you know, growing middle class in China, in in Russia, and in Indonesia as well. What about IQS? Surely that would be making people not eat sh- eat chocolate. What what's IQS? Hashtag IQS. I quit sugar. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's helping. I th- like chocolate consumption is still going up. So yeah, true. You quit for a week and then you're back. Yeah, I'm back. All of that adds up to um, what, what chocolate producer Barry Calebo, which is sort of like the worldwide provider of chocolate to almost everyone um in their annual report uh in 2014 they sparked a a anxiety about the future of chocolate and they warned of a potential chocolate shortage by 2020 of as much as a million tons the price of cocoa beans has increased by almost two-thirds since 2012 to hit 2,000 pounds per ton and uh the last year's price hike was one of the sharpest since a commodity trader named chockfinger bought up seven percent of the world's cocoa beans valued at 658 million pounds in 2010 so there's all this weird stuff happening with the market there's yeah people buying up buying it all up there's the huge company saying we're going to run out so that's a million ton deficit in four years time that they're that they're uh, predicting so all i'm saying is if you love chocolate build a bomb shelter <laughs> fill it with daryl lee nougat, nougat eggs, eggs and lint balls, or whatever it is you're into, the chocopolips is coming. And it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Did you write that out? Yeah. <laughs> Usually you cut out my coughs in this, but I do cough a little bit. So I have puffers and antibiotics to help me not cough. But according to medicaldaily.com, I've been wasting money on expensive drugs when the answer is in the snack aisle of the supermarket. It's chocolate. (laughs) So the National Heart and Lung Institute in the UK showed that the cocoa ingredient called theobromine. Yeah. Are you sure that's how you say it? Pretty sure. What about theobromine? Uh, Okay, I haven't looked it up. Okay, well, whatever, that word. (laughs) That stuff. (laughs) Was even more effective than the widely used drug codeine in blocking the action of sensory nerves that trigger the cough reflex. Mm. So scientists studied 300 people with a persistent cough at 13 public hospitals in the UK. And the researchers gave participants the naturally occurring chemical extracted from the raw ingredient of chocolate twice a day for two weeks. And they found that 60% of the patients in the study experienced some measure of relief, leading researchers to suggest that a daily bar of dark chocolate may contain enough of the active compound theobromine to appease a chronic cough. So I tried it. Um, For the last few days, I've been incorporating dark chocolate into my medicine routine. (laughs) And I've eaten four squares of lint dark chocolate every morning with Mm -hmm. my poffers. And I'll report on what I found. So I didn't really notice a difference, but I realized... But you got to eat a lot of chocolate. Yeah, I ate a lot of chocolate um, in the morning. But the reason I don't think I noticed a difference is because I usually eat that much chocolate in a day. (laughs) So it's not really a good experiment. So I'd probably better be better to like not eat the chocolate and then that be the experiment, see if my cough got worse. but, but I, don't, I, don't I don't really s- want to do that. I don't see you putting your hand up for that no. anytime soon. No. 
Well, you'll do so much for us, and but only, <laughs> but only so much. <laughs> I think listeners are going to be pretty disappointed to know that there wasn't a lot of chocolate around during the American Civil War. It just wasn't. I mean, there, there was some hot chocolate. There was some drink. Like, did you, could you find a second fact? Or? <laughs> it, was, it was tough. <laughs> I really had to do some digging, but luckily, um, chocolate has played a part in a war, and that's World War Two. Which I feel like I talk about almost as much. <laughs> I think as World the, War Two is the new civil war. It's the war. new civil war. <laughs> um, but in fact, chocolate may have helped the US along with the Allies win World War Two. Let me explain. In nineteen thirty seven, a colonel in the Quartermaster's Corp called Paul Logan approached the Hershey Corporation uh, with a strange request, a specially formulated chocolate bar for the troops. The request was for uh, he wanted four ounce bars or 112 grams which had 600 calories and most importantly could withstand very high temperatures so up to 49 degrees celsius or 120 degrees fahrenheit the reason for this was uh, it was his unit's job to find appropriate food and sustenance for troops and he needed something that could serve as an emergency ration Uh, a soldier carrying three of colonel logan's chocolate bars called d rations would have an easy way to get the suggested 1,800 calories uh, that people need in emergency situations. So they, they created this chocolate by mixing chocolate, sugar, cocoa butter, skim milk, what would normally go into chocolate, um, with oat flour. And they created this thick mass that was so kind of viscous that it had to be hand-pressed into the moulds because it wasn't kind of runny enough to pour into the moulds. Uh, and i got to say... It doesn't seem to have been very delicious. Uh, Apparently, the combination of fat and oat flour made the chocolate bar a dense brick. The sugar did little to mask the overwhelmingly bitter taste of the dark chocolate. Uh, And since it was designed to withstand high temperatures, the bar was nearly impossible to bite into. Most men who ate it had to shave slices off with a knife before they could chew it. Sounds Uh, like something people would be into now, though. Yeah. Like like oat. Well, it's handmade, (laughs) you know, like it's hand-pressed oat chocolate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Australian troops didn't seem to have had it so bad um we had uh well our our soldiers had their chocolate supplied by cadbury um they became the official supplier of of chocolate to the australian armed forces the cadbury ration chocolate in brown paper wrappers was supplied to troops in the field made from a special formula so that the precious parcel did not melt in the heat of the tropics or the desert it doesn't talk about forcing kind of extra fat or oat oat flour or oatmeal into Mm. it so australians seem to have done well another reason that they um they actually wanted the chocolate to be a bit gross so that um, they were saved for emergencies. So oh, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, I'm, I got my chocolate. Yeah, I like, learned that lesson the hard way at Golden Plains because I ran out of snacks mm. just before Eddie Current and I needed a lot of energy to go out the front. And so <clears throat> Pat had to go and ask one of our friends that were in the area for some chocolate tiny teddies, which gave me that burst of energy that exactly. I needed. Yes. But I did have chocolate tiny teddies before, but I ate them too early. Yeah. So you needed some D rations. Mm. Um, yeah, so what we've learned from this is that not only can you make chocolate disgusting, who knew, um, but disgusting chocolate may have even shaped World War Two, And also that you need chocolate tiny teddies to go see a band. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I thought I was going to faint. So Saturday night at our house as a kid was junk food night, which was the best night. And sometimes, as well as like whatever junk food we wanted, we'd get a block of chocolate too. And I always wanted to get snack chocolate, um, but Dad wanted me to get anything but snack chocolate. 
So snack chocolate was like a mixture of all the different yeah. sort of fillings. Yeah, so basically it's like a block of chocolate, a block of Cadbury dairy milk chocolate with strawberry, pineapple, orange, coconut ice, Turkish delight and caramel fillings, like all different. Each square is like a different flavour and they have drawings on each square. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I remember the pineapple shape and the caramel droplet shape and the Turkish delight looked like a shell. I don't know why. Mm. That never made sense to me, but I just knew it because I liked it. So I asked dad why he denied this to me my whole life and I texted him and he said, I said, why do you hate snack chocolate? And he said, sweet as shit. It's a chocolate liqueur try hard, which is such a dad comment. Obviously, snack chocolate is the chocolate for kids. Like it's brightly coloured. It's got pictures on the square. You don't know which one you're going to get. It's like got an element of surprise, Mm. but everything tastes so sweet. It like will make you sick. Yeah. So... Dad and I have a difference in opinion. I mean, obviously I wouldn't buy cho- snack chocolate now, but I still like hold on to that from my childhood. So I looked at product review to see what other people think of snack. Mm. And a lot of people agree it's intensely sweet. Like it does hurt your teeth when you eat it. But then I found another comment that's from OCD Gus and he's pretty pissed off. He said, there are more caramel bits than other flavors. If I wanted that many caramel bits, I would have bought a caramello bar. Stop the conspiracy decrease the caramel bits and increase the strawberry, orange, pineapple bits now. So. What, what's the conspiracy <laughs> though? Like, is it cheaper to make caramel? Maybe, because they already have like caramel blocks. Just so they just don't have to like try. Um, <laughs> but I did my own scientific investigation into the number of each flavor in a snack bar block. <laughs> yes. So I bought a block, set up an Excel spreadsheet. Do you have any left? <laughs> I left it at home, sorry. Bring any along? <laughs> I feel like we've talked a lot about chocolate and you didn't bring any. I know. I didn't bring any chocolate. You didn't bring any either. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> but I didn't buy any either. Well, I, I, I ate some white chocolate yesterday, wow. but I ate it all. That's not really chocolate. Mm. Um, but that's a boring fact that I did decide to put in. Anyway, so I set up my Excel spreadsheet and put each flavour into it as I unwrapped the packaging. And I found that there were exactly four squares of each flavour. So there are 24 squares in total. Did you need six flavors. an Excel spreadsheet for this? Yeah, because you can't... <laughs> Let me like explain. <laughs> I didn't want... I started off by unwrapping it halfway yeah. and then I started eating some. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got to like keep track <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, but there's four, you could have just drawn like. There are six flavors. Oh, six flavors. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. You can't just. Yeah. You got to, <laughs> you need to, you I'm need Microsoft this, Office okay. for that. Right. Gotcha. Um, but. Yeah, so I don't know if I got a freak block, but, you know, Cadbury might be doing something right. You know, they seem to be quite fair. Maybe they've listened to OCD Gus. Yeah, maybe. Um, but do you know the weirdest thing about snack now is that I think I like pineapple flavour the best. Oof. I used to like Turkish Delight the best, but I think I like pineapple now. And I'm not alone. Um, there's... I researched and there's actually an entire block of pineapple chocolate that Cadbury release, um, you know, whenever they want to because people go nuts for it because it's everybody's flav- favourite flavour in snack. Mm. You just get – but, like, I think a whole block of pineapple chocolate is a bit much. Like, maybe the pineapple's only good because the other flavours aren't good in mm. snack. Maybe, anyway. Maybe just check the spreadsheet, see how you go. Yeah, I will. I'll, 
I'll revert back to it. Anyway, that's my investigation of snack. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, serious investigative <laughs> journalist Emily Naismith. Okay, well, we've talked about the sweetness of chocolate. We've we've talked about the you know war because I'm involved <laughs> in this podcast, but we haven't sort of talked about where it all comes from, um, how far back it goes. Chocolate as a fermented beverage dates back to 1900 BC. So originally it was prepared only as a drink. It didn't become a sort of solid until uh, the um, cacao was brought to to Europe and then in the 17th and 18th centuries they started turning it into a solid. Um, Chocolate was served as a bitter frothy liquid mixed with spices, wine or corn puree. Uh, and it was believed corn to have... Corn puree yeah. as in pureed corn. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Aztecs we're talking Doesn't about. Doesn't sound very drinkable. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was fermented. So maybe like okay. after the first little bit, they were like, hey, this corn puree is great. <laughs> so it was believed to have aphrodisiac powers and to give the drink its strength. Uh, to the Aztecs, cacao was so precious that its seeds were used as money. Uh, and a single cacao bean would buy one large tomato, three beans, a newly picked avocado, 30 beans, a rabbit. Wait, I think these are not all of those things, but like a combination. So like 30 beans and a rabbit, uh, a large tomato. Did you really say avocado? Yeah, a newly picked avocado. That was in there. That's worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, 200 beans and a turkey cock. Would have thought Don't the whole turkey. Hey, uh, as with any valuable coinage, <laughs> cacao forgery went on. Fraudsters made fake beans from bits of avocado stone and wax. So, yeah, it was it was revered, very, very highly revered by the Aztecs. I'm getting all this information from The Telegraph in the UK, an article called Aztecs and Cacao, the Bittersweet Past of Chocolate by B. Wilson. Uh, and so before battle wherein the Aztecs would collect their slaves and future sacrifice victims, uh, the highest ranking and most elite fighters would drink cacao. Uh, Even without eating and after trekking many miles, it was said that the cacao drink provided warriors with endurance, vigour and Achillean bloodlust. And then in times of peace, drinking chocolate was uh, um, treated by... uh, was was given to to royalty. But, so this is all kind of sounding good. It's like, yeah, it's good for you. It makes you good at battle and that makes sense because of the sort of caffeine and theobramine in it um, that kind of does good stuff to the brain and to the heart and all that kind of stuff but speaking of the heart an Aztec ritual uh, in Aztec ritual cacao was a metaphor for the heart torn out in sacrifice the seeds inside the pod were thought to be like blood spilling out of the human body chocolate drinks were sometimes dyed blood red with anato to underline the point in one annual ritual a beautiful male slave was forced to wear the jewels of the gods over a 40 day period dance and drink a gourd of chocolate mixed with blood from sacrificial knives before himself being sacrificed so so was that chocolate blood or real blood he was drinking real blood okay and then they just killed killed him okay um after he'd worn the jewels of the gods for 40 days so if you feel like working the chocolate cake off on a treadmill is a sacrifice spare a thought for the aztecs so what are we talking about i talked about the chocolate river in Talked about whether chocolate is good for cure. Disgusting World War II chocolate. And then I investigated snack chocolate. And then I talked about Aztec chocolate sacrifice <laughs> and blood. 
So I hope everybody enjoys eating their chocolate over Easter. Get a nougat egg in here. It'll be worth it. If they're still out there. Yeah. I mean, I really, really hope that they come out with the... It'd just knock my socks off if they had the chickens with the sun hats on again. Yeah, Yeah, different coloured hats as well. Collectible. (laughs) Well, we'll keep an eye out over the break. Uh, If anybody finds them, shoot it through. Uh, You can reach us via our website, greedypedia.com.au. Yeah, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy enjoy the break if you've got one. Uh, If you're on the other side of the world and you don't have Easter... um, you can still eat chocolate. It's yeah, okay. still, just eat some chocolate. You probably won't get the Darryl Lee nougat egg, but just whatever your version of it yeah. is. Have a, have a nice break. <laughs> <laughs>